Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is the Garden City Community Chat Show, episode 635. With your hosts Carrie, Tom, and Mike. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, Garden City and all our neighbors. This is episode number 635 of the Garden City Community Chat Show. It's Thursday, September 14th. So it's crazy. 23, I know. We're so happy you could be with us tonight. Uh, we hope you're all safe and doing well. I am your host, Carrie, and also joining me tonight are my co-hosts, meteorologist Dr. Tom Iwinski. How you doing, Tom? Good, good. Good. Nice and cool. Nice and cool. I love it. Oh, yeah. It was a chilly morning. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Also, former Garden City Councilman and past president of the Garden City Kiwanis, Mr. Mike Jones. How are you, Mike? I'm doing good, but you're breaking up on me, Carrie. Really? Is that better? No, not really. 
Huh. Tom, I sound all right to you? Yes. Okay. Huh. Maybe it's a setting or something on there. You make, sure, wanna... make sure your plugs are turned all the way in. Yeah, all your plugs. Right, right. I don't know. Tonight, uh, we have our resident sports guy here, Derek Parton from D&D Sports Chat. He's going to be here to discuss the Lions' big win in Kansas City, also the upcoming season of the Red Wings. We'll touch on the Tigers, Wolverines, MSU, and any other sports that you want to talk about. So please stay tuned. We also have Mike here with the latest uh, community events for you. But first up, Tom's going to be here with the latest and current and most accurate weather forecast. But before we get to Tom, let me just mention real quick, if you're watching us live on Facebook or YouTube, uh, go ahead and post your comments and questions in the comment section. Okay. Or you can email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com. Sound better? Yes. Good, good, good. Maybe you had a loose connection or something. Uh, let's see. You can also uh, text your questions to us at 734-788-9319. We also want to uh, take a quick minute to say thank you to all of you who listen and support us every Thursday night, not only from our hometown of Garden City, but our surrounding communities as well. We really appreciate everyone's support. And remember, we'll continue to promote not only our community, but yours as well. And speaking of community, if your organization or business has any events or announcements, what should they do, Mike? Uh, they should email us, Gary, but I'm still having trouble with your sound. Oh. All right. You can email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gcchat. Why don't you try uh, signing out and signing back in? You want to try that? I don't know. Hop back in. And uh, Mike, I'll get that information out for you. We also encourage any local business to uh, check out and join our Garden City Business Alliance. See what great things they have for uh, you. For more information, go to GardenCityBusinessAlliance.org. All right, we're going to get Tom in here now, and then we're going to chat with our sports guy, Derek, and discuss some sports for you. So stand by for Tom. Okay, let's do a check on weather with Doppler Tom. Let's see what he has in store for the rest of this week and the weekend coming up. Tom, take it away. So what you got, my friend? I got good weather for you and I. We love this kind of weather. I mean, yeah. uh, over the weekend, it was very nice in the low 70s uh, for highs, 50s for lows, and that continued into early this week. Um, midweek and turning into now, we've been dealing with temperatures in the uh, 60s to lower 70s for high temperatures and uh, lows in the low 50s to upper 40s. Uh, we got into the 40s this morning, uh, which was a very, very refreshing, I'm going to call it, change yeah. to our overall uh, kind of purview of things. And uh, me personally, uh, this is kind of my cup of tea when it comes to weather. Uh, I know some people aren't ready to really crank up the uh overall <laughs> temperatures but uh we're gonna gradually get into it um we're not gonna completely go off the deep end uh, so uh if you know <laughs> you want a little bit more warmth we definitely have that still and if you want some cooler wear cooler air we definitely have that as well so oh, for the rest of the week, uh, we're looking pretty good and uh for friday 
for tomorrow, we're looking pretty good. We're going to see temperatures kind of in the lower 70s. Uh, we're going to see a little bit of buildup of clouds during the afternoon hours. So um, kind of similar to the last couple of days. Um, but overall, getting into kind of a, a, a Saturday, we're looking still pretty good. We're going to see overall temperatures getting into the low 70s again. A lot of sunshine. Again, a little bit of fair weather clouds are going to be uh, flowing through the area, but it's going to expect it to remain dry. So I know there's quite a bit of uh, events over the weekend, but Saturday is looking good. Uh, so I have no concerns for any rain or any issues with temperatures in the lower 70s. So a pretty good uh, week weekend on tap. The only uh, change in our forecast is going to be Sunday. Uh, we're going to have kind of a weak system moving through uh, with some uh, showers moving through. So we're seeing a little bit of rain. Um, not expecting a whole lot of rain, but just a little kind of pattern of some uh, rain showers moving in um, um, Sunday afternoon and evening. Um, overall, we're not expecting much in the way of any um, heavy rain or any significant issues. Just going to be some light showers moving through. And uh, that's about it. After that, we're looking mm. really good. Um, as we get to next week, uh, we're going to see temperatures um, warming up just a little bit. Uh, we're definitely going to be seeing some cooler air on Monday back into kind of the upper 60s after the system moves through on Sunday. So we're just getting a little bit more cooler weather into the area. Um, we're definitely going to probably see temperatures back into the um, upper 40s to lower 50s for Monday night, um, kind of behind that system on Sunday, some cooler air. But we're definitely going to modify our temperatures getting into Tuesday. <clears throat> And beyond. For Tuesday, we're probably going to get back into the lower 70s. And then Wednesday and into Thursday and into Friday for the rest of the work week, um, we're going to see temperatures probably warming up just a little bit more into the upper 70s to lower 80s. So uh, we're probably going to get back into a little bit more of some more milder to warmer conditions. So, uh, hmm. so a little bit of everything for everybody, some cooler days, some warmer days, some rain as well. So I do my best to please everybody uh, because uh, not everybody wants every single forecast to uh, go their way. So the only other caveat is uh, we're probably going to cool things back down again, getting toward, I can't even talk about, I can't even believe I'm talking about the end of September already. No. Uh, we're definitely going to be see temperatures probably cooling back down into the low, uh, low to mid seventies, getting toward the end of the month of September uh, as we kind of cool things back down. So uh Quite a bit of fall-like weather is definitely on the horizon. Uh, some warmer temperatures mid to late next week and some rain on Sunday. So uh, not too shabby of a forecast, so I uh, wow. can't really complain. Um, other than that, um, expanding out, we're quickly talking about some other weather. There's quite a bit of weather, not just here in the U.S., but all over the world, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. We have a pretty good hurricane that's been kind of churning into the Atlantic over the last couple of, days, the last couple of weeks. And it will probably go up into uh, the Maritimes of Canada, up toward kind of Nova Scotia and uh, New Brunswick. But we're definitely going to be seeing a little bit of influx into kind of the north, uh, north of England, uh, New England, excuse me. So mm -hmm. overall, a lot of rain and wind with that system as it moves through. And uh, overall, uh, no other immediate concerns of any landfalling tropical systems other than that a guy coming through kind of the northern Atlantic. So uh, looking pretty good in the tropics as well. Um, overall, it looks fairly quiet across a good portion of the U.S., other than some bits and pieces of some rain and storms complexes moving through that have been just causing some uh, issues out there. <clears throat> other than that, kind of talking about some other uh, weather um, over, all, all over the uh, world, excuse me, I don't know if you heard of, about all these floods going on across kind of Europe and Asia. There's just been yeah. so many yeah. significant issues out there, especially in earthquake. Uh, earthquakes. I mean, uh, we're fairly fortunate here in the Great Lakes because oh, uh, yeah. um, um, 
Lebanon, I believe it is, or uh, Libya, uh, mm -hmm. a significant, significant flooding event that killed already probably over 10,000 people. And oh, there's probably man. over 10,000 people still missing with that flood. So um, yeah. this is quite a bit of a significant issue with flooding out there. Mm -hmm. So uh, overall, that's kind of where we're at. How the good news is, is that we're not seeing too much in the way of any inclement, inclement weather for us. So I can't really explain. <laughs> so enjoy the weekend. Mm -hmm. Get into uh, some good uh, time outside with those cooler air, uh, rain on Sunday. So you might want to change your plans a little bit for uh, Sunday afternoon and evening. But other than that, we're looking pretty good. But if you want to keep tuned to all my local weather information, just go to my website, drtomsweather.com, and it will keep you updated as we continue to get into the fall season. So enjoy. Yeah. So uh, there's some potential hurricanes lining up out there, though, aren't isn't there? Well, uh, yeah, the one that I talked about is going to be moving into the northern Atlantic into Canada that will be affecting kind of northern New England. And there are a couple areas to keep an eye on, but those are not, they're not any immediate threat. They're probably weeks away, if anything. So no immediate threats of any significant hurricanes. Yeah, you're right. We're real, real fortunate here in Michigan. I don't care what anybody says. You can't complain. I mean, if you do, I don't know what you're complaining about. Knock on wood. <laughs> Let's hope it lasts. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, my man. Uh, have a good night, and we will see you next week. Sounds good, buddy. Take right, it easy, guys. Go blue. Go blue always. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's see who we got in there. We have Michael Bengals in there. He is watching us from Arizona. How you doing, Michael? Barb Reddy's in there. Hi, Barb. Also, Fun Salvador's in there. Patty Fix. Steve Iwinski's in there. How you doing? Yes, go blue, Steve, for sure. Dopper Tom needs a raise. <laughs> yeah, he does a good job. He does a good job, for sure. All right, we are going to introduce the man, our sports guru, I guess you could call him that, from D&D &D Sports Chat. Welcome, Derek Parton. Hey, how you doing? What's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? We're doing Hi, good. We're doing good. So thanks for being here tonight. Um, let me put up our thing here, what I want to follow. We're going to follow the, uh, well, let's talk about the big ones, huh? the Lions. Got to start about the Lions. Got to start yeah. off with the Lions. Yeah. Now, are we making too much of a big deal about this after one game, or what do you, what do you think? I don't know, man. I, I'm starting to kind of drink the Kool-Aid, and I'm glad Steve's listening because uh, I, I think he's giving me a few extra shots of it. Um, I know it's a small sample size. It's one game. But I mean, I've, you know me, I mean, I've never really been much of a Lions fan, even though, you know, grew up watching it pretty much with you all my life. Right. I've always been a Patriots fan when Tom Brady was in the league, but this Lions team, it's, it feels different. We've been saying this for probably the last seven, eight, nine months since we ended last year off with a bang and just mm -hmm. missed out on the postseason. And I'm, I'm amped up for this team. And I think that I was listening to 97 won a ticket on the way home from, uh, from work today. And they were talking about it saying, this is the best team since 91 when we made it to the NFC championship before we got stomped by uh, Washington. But right, uh, right. I think the, the biggest thing that, and I talked about this last, I think last year, you know, after the, the season that we had going nine and eight, the culture has changed. It's a different yeah. culture. It's a different coaching staff. It's just, we, we finally give a damn like mm -hmm. Sheila Ford. She's, she's done a great job by bringing in Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes is, even though oh, yeah. he, he the skepticism for the draft was, was there. And mm -hmm. a lot of people were, were skeptical when we took Jameer Gibbs, when we traded up to get him. And he, a lot of people looked at Jameer Gibbs as a guy that you could have probably got either late first round, second round, 
and already made a great impact in week one. And, mm-hmm. and everybody did Jack Campbell as well. Um, you know, they, they, they really just, they gel. And I think that that's just been, that's been the biggest key for this team is just the culture, the, the, the locker room atmosphere, Coach Campbell, you know, MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell. I mean, they're playing for this guy. And I love the passion. I love the grit. That's been the key word. The G word is grit. Right. And it's, it's awesome to see. And I, I don't think there's been too much of a fuss um, and too much hype. There's not enough hype, really. I mean, I think it's great for the fan base. This city needs. Oh, my God. They're sold out. Great. They're selling they out. Yep. They sold out their season tickets about a month ago. And why I'm the mask uh, up. <laughs> yeah mask up well ski mask up not not no any kind of mask right, it's the blue right. ski mask not cj gardner play. johnson he's got everybody talking yeah he's uh he's a cat i love i love the character i love the i love the passion and the characterism of him he's just he's he's a guy that you want to have on your side he was like that with philadelphia and you, you definitely don't want to be on the opposing side when you face off against him you know on, on that d line but he yeah. um he's, he's already made an impact and I, he already is He's wanting these fans to show up on on Sunday at the Seattle game uh, wearing these blue ski masks and basically saying, you know, we're we're the, uh, I guess we're the villains now. And I guess that's what Brad Holmes alluded to at one of his pressers and saying, you know, this we different, we the villains. And I like it. You know, I mean, it's yeah. It, I don't think it's going to paint Detroit in a bad in a bad light. No, um, no. I think that it's. I mean, NFL fans are crazy as hell anyway. I mean, you got something to cheer about and talk about. Be passionate, you know, just don't make a fool. Don't be an ass. You know, you got to go out there. Don't get yourself thrown out of the the stadium. Be passionate, be loud, um, but just don't do anything stupid. And I think that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to motivate the fan base and motivate the team. And it's a great way to do it. And I think it's camaraderie. It definitely brings everybody together. So how about this guy up on the screen, Branch, Rookie of the Week nominee? Three tackles, yeah. one pass defense, one interception, one TD. Another guy that I think we got it for a total steep <laughs> draft. I mean, we, yeah. we were able to take him late, and I think a lot of other teams were sleeping on him, and he made a hell of an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, Butler. when you pick off anybody, it's cool. But, like, if you if you pick off Patrick Mahomes and run it back, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's cool. awesome. I mean, that he's I think he's replayed that pick six in his head probably a hundred times. I mean, it's a great moment for him, and I think we're gonna see a lot more of it. I think a lot of Lions fans were holding their breath when they saw him go down there for a second, but it looked like it was just maybe uh needed to stretch out a little bit. I don't know if he rolled his ankle or did something to it, but it we came out of week one injury clean. So I mean the injury report looks clean. Um that's something that the same old Lions you'd never see. I mean, you would see a team that was you know, probably you'd lose two or three key guys, or you might even be like the New York Jets where you lose Aaron Rodgers for the season. So I'm glad we didn't have any fluke injuries. That was um, embarrassing. I didn't want to bring that up, but seeing as you did. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I I stepped away for just a second, and I saw, you know, I came back, and he was already off the field, and I was like, well, what the hell? Why did he get carted off? I mean, it was only the first play of the game. And they went and they signed uh, 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 Kaepernick, or what's his name? No, 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 they didn't sign is Colin. That <laughs> is that fake? Oh, that's fake. No, no, they didn't even give Colin Kaepernick a second glance. I don't even think they returned his call. His agent reached out to the Jets and wanted, you know, to have a look at him. And yeah, I, I know for a fact they just they basically hung up the phone and said, yeah, we ain't interested. <laughs> right. Now, what about these power rankings up on the screen? You agree with most of that? Uh, so they're up to fourth right now, it looks like on that. Yeah. So that is that from NFL.com? Uh, I believe it is. That's funny because they actually were ninth, I think, to so to start the season, I think they were ninth or tenth, and it looks like they've climbed up since uh 
since that win. So the last yeah. time I looked at them, they were they were a ninth. But I like the fact. I think that fourth is 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 right around where they should be. Um, I was happy with them being, you know, eighth, ninth, or tenth, to be honest. But Green Bay. Um, yeah, I mean, when you look at the 49ers, I think the 49ers and the Eagles belong in the top two slots. You could flip-flop well, them to anytime you want, but they are the top the two teams. I don't know about the Giants being there. Oh, geez, yeah, the Giants at six. That's yeah. – yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. No, I don't either. No, that is – that doesn't seem right at all. Wow. No. Yeah, they got blew out by the by the Cowboys. And I mean, they I don't even know if they started the season up that high. That's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this uh, is no. a different uh, ranking. But uh, yeah, this is what I pulled off the Internet. So, well, that is the NFC. That's the yeah. NFC power rankings. That's yeah. not the overall league. So no, from uh, but from an NFC standpoint, uh, I don't know how you would rank the, the Giants ahead of the Buccaneers or even the commanders for that for that. Right. I mean, I. I think they probably belong ninth or tenth, to be honest with you. But right. no, I think the top. I think the top five teams are are, are ranked properly. I think Green Bay. That's yeah. a question mark team. I really think that, especially after Week One, another small sample size. Yep. I think that's a team that could, you know, possibly give the Lions a run for the NFC North this year. Yeah. Um, I don't see the Bears being a threat. I don't really see I Minnesota think, being a threat. No, I think no. we'll find out more with what Minnesota has after tonight's game um, against Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's um, going to be a real test for them. Which I can't watch. Yeah. Why? Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, you, Mike, don't you have... can't watch that game. You can't. You can't watch it tonight. No, because the, the broadcast is on. Oh, is it on it? Prime? NFL Prime. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Really one of those. Just like Peacock. I, all about. I don't money. get the whole streaming thing. It's all. A, it's yeah. all a money grab. It's all to make money. Yep. They do that from some Thursday night games last year. I mean, just put it on Nickelodeon. Hell. <laughs> All right, Dan Bartley, uh, the other half of uh, D&D, he says the Lions discussion. So I know the Lions are the hot-button topic at the moment. I'm cautiously optimistic. It was a pleasure surprise, pleasant surprise beating a shorthanded KC team. A win against the champs is a phenomenal start. Looking forward to the home opener this Sunday. Oh, it's going to be loud. Yeah, now don't start saying put an asterisk next to it. <laughs> no, don't pull a Mike Tirico. I was pretty, I was pretty disappointed in Mike Tirico. Oh, a lot of fans, a lot of fans were disappointed. And I think, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, I don't, I don't buy into no. that. I don't buy into the shorthanded BS. It's a, no. it's a, it's the NFL. All teams are shorthanded. No NFL team has right. ever has a hundred percent healthy roster, no matter who you are. Right. And right. yeah, they were without. They were, obviously they were without Chris Jones. Yes, they were without Travis Kelsey. But right. you know what? The Lions, they they came in there and they did exactly what they pretty much were told to do. And I think that that was what they were hoping to do. And they, they mm-hmm. had no doubt that they were going to win that game, regardless mm-hmm. if they had a, if Casey had a healthy roster or not, but yeah. they took advantage of it. And f- to call that an asterisk win, I, I don't buy it. Um, yeah. I just think that, you know, they came in there and they, they took down a very, very potent offense. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes did not play his, you know, his normal superhuman self. Mm-hmm. I think he, he was definitely um, he was rushed early. Um, oh, he, he there was a lot of pressure on him. The whole game. I think if, if that was a normal human quarterback, you probably would have sacked the guy five six times in that game. But because yeah. it was Mahomes, he is able to move. He's got he's got great mobility. But yeah. the the D line they contained him. Uh, the yeah. cornerbacks covered their men. Some of them double coverage. Um, and and the running good. game. And Offense the running game. Good. I really thought that Pacheco was going to make more noise in that game. But the fact that they yeah. contained the running game well. Mahomes, I think, only threw for about 200 and 225, 226, somewhere around there. I mean, he usually averages around 270, 280. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
you did you did your homework and you did and and you put everything out onto the field. So I mean, you really can't fault the Lions. Neither team played 100%. Neither team played a great game, but it was enough to beat the the defending champs on banner night and that was that was really all you could all you really could ask for. Yeah. Michael Bingo says the uh, Red Wings are looking good this year. Lions also. We'll get to the Red Wings in a little bit, Mike. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think they smack, uh, on Sunday, Steve says, Brian Spurgeon, this ain't the same Detroit. That's for sure. <laughs> I got to give a shout out. That's my boss. Actually. I just sent him the link. So I'm glad he's tuning in. What's up, Brian? Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Hi, Brian. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hope you yeah. join us often. Steve no, says, I agree. The toxic culture is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. Dan Bartley, but. Let's not wear ski masks at the game. That's oh, not a good look. Not everybody's a fan of it. I get it. I mean, I, I yeah. it depends on what way you look at it, in all honesty. you got to come up with some gimmick. Well, I mean, when I was listening to Nice and One on the way home, they were just, they were trying to name that that fan base for the people that actually end up wearing the ski masks. What are you going to, how are you going to actually refer to them um, whenever the radio broadcast or the TV crew cuts to them? I mean, I think there was a lot of really unique and creative names, but I think the one they finally decided on. <laughs> um the yeah. blue zoo yeah the yeah. blue zoo i mean i thought that that kind of stuck pretty well um yeah that's kind of cool yeah so but honestly i yeah the ski the ski mask sticking for everybody like i said before i think it's passionate i think it's as long as you don't have one or two people that act out and and get yourself thrown out of the game i think that right. that's that's yeah, the biggest thing be, just, yeah you don't want to be yeah. stupid about it for sure be loud be crazy but just don't act like an idiot all right, we got John Murray in there too. Hi, John. How are you? Good to see you. We have Sherry Lynn Bowers in there also. Jerry Thorne is in there. What's he got to say? Hi, Carrie. Just a thanks to all of the participants that came to the Party Animal Fundraiser. Janopolis. Uh, uh, yeah, Janopolis for Owen today. Oh, yeah, 120 came and we raised over $5,000. That's awesome, Jerry. Thank oh, wow. you. Jerry from Party Animal Travel. Shannon oh, Cross is in there from uh, Notary Babe. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we can move on now if you're done with the Lions. Let's talk. Uh, let me see. Let's talk Wolverines. Oh, my favorite. They're off to a great start. And I mean, it's it really, you can't pass judgment on these first yeah. couple of games there. It's it's the cakewalk schedule. Um, it's without Harbaugh. Uh, they've yeah. had all their coordinators. But, Let me ask um, you though: Do you do you see them yeah. winning all at winning it all this year, or is Georgia undefeated going into November? I don't Georgia's think really. I'll be honest with you: I don't think Georgia is going to be your only uh, uh, foe really to watch out for. I think mm -hmm. Texas has definitely put a stamp on their name. I think that they're going to be a team that's going to make this this playoff. Um, knocking off Alabama. Granted, Alabama lost a lot of uh, players in the off season, but. I think yeah. Texas is going to be your your team to watch out for. I I, I don't think Michigan's going to win it all this year. I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not going to be that person to say nat, natty or bust. But for me to be for this to be a successful season under Jim Harbaugh's what seventh season as head coach, mm -hmm. you got to win a playoff game. You got to win a playoff game. You got to make it to the natty. Um, especially yeah. I mean this this whole four team format with the schedule that you have in hand, with the schedule that you've had in hand over the last few seasons, it's not that hard to win 11 games um, mm -hmm. or even go undefeated. Um, I think that they have a great, great team. This is their, they have a better team than they did last year. I think they can certainly go 12-0 and 0 again. Well, as long um, as Corum, man, if he stays healthy. Oh, 
Corey's been great, but I'll tell you what, um, really the bulk of the offense has been Roman Wilson. Yeah, exactly. J.J. McCarthy and Roman Wilson have been the ones that have been gelling so far these first two games. Five touchdowns for Roman Wilson already. Just awesome. Um, He's been great. I think to see J.J. a little bit more mobile also as well this year, I think, especially in these these tune-up games, Mm -hmm. need to see more of that. Um, I know we got to see him also through the air a little bit, and we have. Uh, He's been – there's been a lot more parity out of JJ this these first two games, and it is a small sample size. But mm-hmm. um, you know, to get ready for Bowling Green, um, I think that'll be that's a little bit more of a test than, than these first two games have been. Um, but I think that if you look at the scores, when you look at 31 to three, or you know, you look at 35 to seven, these first two games, Harbaugh would be out there running up the score. I think that a lot of fans are kind of complaining, oh, why aren't we winning these games? You know, 50 to nothing. Why aren't we winning 63 well, to seven? I think it's because. The third ahead, team has been playing the whole fourth quarter. Exactly. And I think a lot of people can argue and say, oh, well, our second or third string should be way better than these teams' first string. And, I mean, that could be true. But I think it also – you had Mike Hart that, co- that coached last week's game. You had, I think, uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh's son – or, no, Jesse Minter, I think, coached the first week. And then – um, Hart's this week, isn't he? No, Hart was oh, last Hart, weekend. Was, no, that was um, second half last week. Yeah, Sharon Moore, Sharon Moore, I think his name is the offensive coordinator. He's going to be filling in this week, yeah. and then Harbaugh comes back. But um, no, I think that it is—it's it, a different coaching scheme. Um, I kind of liked the one that Minter put out there in Week One. I thought that was probably the most realistic and the most formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't catch much of the second game. I know we—I was—we were over for your birthday. We watched a little bit of it, but um, mm-hmm. saw some highlights. And it was—it was definitely well put together. It's—it's it's all oh. been defense. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The defense has stepped up. We probably should have had a shutout both games, to be honest with you. I know the the first one was the one that got away, and then last week they scored a touchdown late. But no, I've I've been pleasantly surprised by these first two. They've been very subtle wins. They haven't been, you know, massive ass kickings, I guess, so to speak. But I think yeah. this weekend is going to be more of that tune-up game for when Big Big Ten play starts next week against Rutgers. So I think it's you're going to see probably a high-scoring game. I think Michigan's actually uh, the spread. I think is like 40, 40 and a half 40. or forty-one. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, they should, I think, probably get close to that. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a shutout. I don't think they're going to shut them out this week, but uh, I think they're going to definitely lay some points on them uh, Mm -hmm. in this game. Uh, You definitely got to, I think, come out with a little bit more hungrier offense, and I think you got to definitely utilize the run game, get Corm in it a little bit more. Um, But, yeah, McCarthy's been great. Um, Really can't can't say enough about him. I think he's only missed, I think, five or six passes this year. He's completed, I think, 90% of his passes, so – um, good start right. for Michigan so far. Yeah. Steve says he hates these cupcake teams. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of do too, but I, I agree. But it, No, it's, I agree. It's, and it's, the reason why I agree with that is because come next year, this ain't the Big Ten. It's the, pretty oh. much the Big 16. You have yeah. 16 teams yeah, in this conference. 18 teams. Or is it going to be 18 with USC and UCLA? 18 yeah. teams in the Big Ten. You're doing away with the East and West divisions. Oh, the, the, you need to play every single team you can. You got to play yeah. every team in your division. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, at least. Yeah. Um, but it's all about the TV deals. We all know that that's the real reason behind it. You got to give these cupcake teams a chance to shine on yeah. national TV, give them their, Dream you know, and the 50 minutes of fame, whatever. It's all about the TV agreements and the money. So yeah. I don't think that's going to go away uh, for quite some time, unfortunately. But I'm with Steve. I'm with everybody else. Um, yeah. You know, with all the teams in the Big Ten, enough of the cakewalk teams. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, don't, Steve. Says. Don't they have a home and home with Texas coming up in the future? Um, is that this season? No. Oh. Oh, they signed an agreement. They signed a contract with Texas. Is it kind of like what they had with uh, Notre Dame? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. But I, I just for the two games, one one there, one here. Oh, home at home. Yeah. That would be something. Ooh. I'd love to see Michigan versus Texas this year if it, if it ends up happening, maybe yeah. in the playoffs. That'd be a hell of a matchup. Oh, I'm yeah. not worried about Ohio State. I'm not really – I'm not too concerned with them. They've had a couple oh, of uh, slot games, and mm-hmm. honestly, I, I, I think that, that – I think Ohio State's going to be a team that you could probably knock off three times in a row, um, a three-straight. Yeah, Notre Dame, man, Notre Dame's looking pretty good too. Ohio, Ohio State's been great. Notre Dame in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, that is right. Yeah. This week they got Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, which are also two and zero. But I mean, it is at home in Ohio State. That should be another ass kick for them. But yeah. Um, How about uh, Blake Corum here? I got up on the screen. Six all-time career rushing TD leaders. He's Third. padding the stats. Uh, I'll definitely say that. And I think it was a smart move of him to come back for his senior year and not go into the draft, especially oh, coming off that, that injury last year. Yeah. I think it was. It was definitely a smart move, and I think it definitely gets his. It definitely makes his uh, draft capital go up a little bit more too. I think you're going to see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Corm to, to top 15 touchdowns this year. I think he's gonna. He's gonna definitely be in the Heisman running. Um, people say Roman Wilson should be considered just because of his hot start, but I think that'll that'll ease even out as we start getting into conference play. But Corm, yeah. uh, I think is probably in the last 10 years, the best Michigan running back that we've seen. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, really next to Mike Hart. Um, yeah. yeah. Who are the top okay. names? Anthony Thomas, uh, Denard Robinson. Yes. Yeah, Shoelace. Wheatley. Yeah. Wheatley was really good. He was good. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it's great Leach. to see him. That's surprising. Rick Leach with 34. Wow. The quarterback. Wow. Yeah. Michigan had some, had, they had some scrambling quarterbacks back that in the day. Absolutely. All right, well, how about this story? <laughs> oh, gosh. Talk coming. Talk coming. Was this an embarrassment to the team? Is this going to hurt the football program, do you think? Yes. Uh, it, it already was hurt to begin with. And, I mean, yeah. this is just – it's just icing on the cake icing for that. I mean, it's, it's, an eye, it's an eye roller and a head shaker for sure. Um, yeah, the Spartans really just – it sucks because I mean, this is a franchise that I think was really looking to rebound this year. Um, mm-hmm. It was a program that was, I mean, a lot of people had them winning, you know, possibly seven, eight games. And that was, I think a, a real stepping stone for what they've had the last couple of years. And Mel Tucker, obviously $93 million contract that's out the yeah. window. I mean, Absolutely. the guy had guaranteed money. He's, he's a complete moron yeah. and to do it against who he, who he sought after um, is really even more baffling and stupid. I mean, the really stupid. We've talked about this too. Like we talked about this at work. I've talked about this with the friends. It's just when you have money um, mm-hmm. and you know, you feel entitled and mm-hmm. common sense is not all that common when you have money to some people, right. not everybody, but in, yeah. in Mel Tucker's case, um, he bypassed everything and he chose to pleasure himself over common sense mm-hmm. and he did it in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, a very embarrassing public life. And um yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. And, and like Danny said, yeah, it's unfortunate what's going on with them. I mean, it's it, – I know we're not Spartan fans, and we've we've never thought highly of the of the Spartan name, but, uh, you yeah, know, I do feel bad for them because they have had to deal with a lot of these types yeah. of uh, yeah. sexual um, yeah, stories. Yeah, when you're, you're still kind of healing from the Larry Nasser uh, story, yeah. and, you know, then this happens, it just – it paints you in horrible light, and the media makes you out to be a joke. And now he is they, suspended without pay. Am I right, or is he fired? No, he no, he's fired. Version. No, he's, he's fired. fired. He is fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's fired. Yeah. He's okay. not. Uh, yeah, so I did. I know a lot of people. It was conflicting because the first yeah. report said he was suspended without pay, right. and then I heard that he was fired. So that's the unless they've reversed that. I mean, I doubt that that was the case. No. But the last I heard, 
he was fired and they've actually brought in coming back too, I guess, going to help out. Mark D'Antonio, yeah. So he, he was always waiting in the wings. Yeah. Mark D'Antonio was always waiting in the wings for this, but he is going to be an assistant coach. Yeah. I think what they're going to do is they're probably going to hire him for about 90 days. It's going to be a 90 day kind of just, you know, help heal and just guide this this team in the right direction to try to knock out some wins mm-hmm. and as they can. I think at this point they're looking to probably just get seven, six or seven wins and maybe call it a season, but we'll see. But they're gonna they're gonna search for a long term coach. Um, yeah. But yeah, D'Antonio yeah. coming back, kind of give him a chance to, uh, I guess, end on a better note than how he ended things a few years back. Um, mm. I mean, he did take that program and he was one of the best recruiters in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wasn't a fan of the guy, but the coach himself, he's he's pretty damn good at, at recruiting yeah. and he was able to turn that that team around. Yeah, so he did. He really developed players too. He developed yeah. players. He could take yeah. players that were, you know, not highly regarded. They, they weren't really highly regarded and they weren't ranked high in the draft capital. So like, or in the scouting reports, I should say. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I respect the guy for what he did in that sense. Um, so hopefully, you know, they, he can steer this team forward and, and and make the healing process a little bit better for them. But, uh, yeah, yeah Mel Michigan Tucker State. says he's going to fight it tooth and nail, so we shall see. It'll play out. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I'm moving on to Michael wants, wants to save $80 million or $80 yeah. million. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. He wants, that, right. he wants some cut of that money. Let's move on to Michael Bingo's favorite team, the Red Wings. This is the prospect tournament schedule that started tonight. Mm-hmm. Thirty, uh, kind of interesting, I guess. If you can get the channels, you got YouTube, right? Uh, yeah. So I think, but I think that's on Bally's, and I think yeah, with Bally's account, you Bally's. still got to log into that that streaming yeah. service. But uh, Danny yeah. can probably give better insight on this game. I know he was watching it earlier, and I think Red Wings were were up two to one, or maybe it was tied one to one. I'm not sure, but uh, lost oh, they lost four to two. two. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the prospects tournament. This is where everybody's kind of just getting their feet wet and uh, the yeah, preseason like kicks off. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. with training camp and, and, and everything uh, kicking off, you know, in September, it's it, this is, you know, we're, the weather is starting to evolve into hockey season. I know it's hockey and football usually all the way through the end of the year. But, um, you know, I love football, but I love hockey even more. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited for what the Red Wings are going to bring to the table this year. I think that they made, uh, they made some good trades. Yeah, made some well, made some trades and made some great free agents. Uh, you yeah. know, you, you picked up some good guys and they drafted well this year. Obviously, right. the the main additions are uh, Alex DeBrinket, um, you know, yep, Jeff Petrie, JT Comfer, uh, Shane Gossespierre, um, you know, Justin Hall. I think you've really revamped uh, the defense on the back end. You've you've now I think got four solid lines that you can put out onto the ice to really uh, yeah. mass produce and help mm-hmm. Dylan Larkin, help guys like Mo Sider back on the blue line. Um, you know, but you, you've also, you obviously lost uh, Dominic Kubelik. You've you've lost Philip Sedina, um, Pew Suter. I mean, there's a few guys there that I think just really weren't uh, playing up to their caliber. Yeah, and Bertuzzi. You lost Bertuzzi uh, late last year, but um, I think that with the well, Red Wings offense, do they make the playoffs this year? I think so. I hate having this. I think we've been saying this for the last two years. They're one year away. They're one year away. I'm, I'm done saying that. Yes. The Red Wings, I think will make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to make it as a wild card team. Um, yeah. I'm with Danny on that as too. If they stay healthy, I think they're going to make a hell of a run for the playoffs. If they make, if they miss the playoffs, I would consider this season with the, with the amount of talent that we stacked up this year and gained, mm-hmm. it would be very disappointing if they didn't miss the postseason this year, but I, I think they're going to be a wild card team this year. Um, and like our uh, coach, you think he's got him playing for him? Derek Lalonde. I think Derek Lalonde's a great coach. I think that he's finally got he's he's got a team assembled that he can 
uh, mm-hmm. develop, mentor, and, and and I think the, the line combinations are going to be great. Um, I think everybody kind of is going to pull their own weight out there. And I think in recent years, at least the last probably three, four, five years now, the Red Wings have had more of a one-man show for their offense. Dylan Larkin's been kind of like a man on an island with you know right. very little at his disposal in terms of complementary scoring threats. And I think that yeah. now instead of playing with the likes of Bertuzzi, Mantha, and you know you had Andreas Anthony see you back here, he'll get the chance to play now with a two-time forty-goal scorer on his wing. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see what him and Debrinket can do paired up together. Um, yeah, be he's another hometown guy uh, coming back to Michigan. Um, so. That's great to see there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eisenman, I think didn't give up a whole lot to bring in to bring it. Um, I think that when you, when, when you make these steals like Eisenman does, I mean, it makes you just kind of, <laughs> it's a wow factor because the guy literally does rob these GMs blind sometimes. And um, you know, he, he basically, he, he signed a 25 year old winger to a four year contract. It carried about a, a $7.8 million cap hit. So if Debrinket can do what he does best on a projected line with two strong offensive players in Larkin, and then you got David Perron as well, I think the Wings could definitely take a big step forward. So, um, Eisenman, his biggest move, I think, uh, as far as the unrestricted free agency was concerned, was to sign JT Comfier. I think that that five-year deal locking him up long-term was a smart move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, last year it was Andrew Kopp, um, but, you know, Comfier's got a $5.1 million cap hit. That feels a little bit more rich given his relatively limited track record. Um, but he did win a Stanley Cup with Colorado, um, you know, 25 goal score. He was a 52, uh, got 52 points last season. So um, beyond signing Cop, I think the Wings bringing in Daniel Sprong and Christian Fisher, uh, Clem Costin, I think that those are going to be guys that are going to, you're going to keep an eye out for those guys because um, they're, I think they're going to really shine. And I think that if you pair them up well on the right lines, um, which I think Lalonde will do, uh, the Wings are going to be a threat. And I think they're going to be a great division threat. They should be right up there within the top three teams of that division. So, um, How about Petrie? He's, he's, he's a veteran. He's no spring chicken, but uh, I think he's going to help him out. Yeah, Jeff Petrie, I mean, he's coming yeah. off of a, of a good season as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like, the, I like the, um, the veteran prowess. He's been in the league a few years. Um, yeah. And, you know, I love he took his dad's number, number 46. So that's yeah. cool that he did that in honor of him. Um, I think he's going to be another guy. You probably slot him in there, maybe second, third line. I think he's probably going to be right in the middle there. They might shift him back and forth, depending on what Lalonde wants to do there and how we play. Mm-hmm. But um, I think right now, um, aside from Petrie, I think the biggest the biggest thing the Wings need to do is for, you know, Lucas Raymond and Jonathan Bergren, they need to step forward, I think, as well this year. And, you know, with Raymond last year, he regressed to 45 points. Some can call that maybe a sophomore slump, but – he established himself as a Calder Trophy candidate back a couple years ago. So um, I think when you got guys like our prospects that are down in the farm system, you got Marco Casper, uh, you got Carter Mazur, they're going to factor into things at various points, I think, during the season. Um, and I, think I would love to see Casper uh, in this lineup. I can't wait to see what he can do. Yeah, what was um, that, Mike? You got the big guy, the 6'10 guy. <laughs> oh, 6'10. Yeah. He, he played last last year. For oh, him. oh, oh. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Gosh, his name escapes me. Um, yeah. The Swede, right? He's a Swedish yeah, guy. Right here. Dan's got it. So, yeah, Soderblom. Soderblom. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was Elmer. I kept thinking Elmer, and then I'm like, what's his last name? Yeah, Soderblom. Yeah. <laughs> he was kind of in and out last year. Uh, he was he, he was called up, and then yeah, he'd get sent back down. But, um, 
he, I think if he might get some more playing time this year, it all depends if he ends up making the team in the final camps, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a big threat as well. Um, and he could add some depth to this team as well. But um, yeah, the only guy with the defense, I think the defense, yeah, you've made some gains in the defense this year, obviously signing Shane Goss um, I think is going to uh, add that depth and add a little bit more uh, scoring prowess on the D, but, you know, Ben, ben Sherratt, um, you know, the cap sheet for this is kind of ugly. You know, he he had a he had a minus 31 last year. I was just looking at his stats and he still has three more years on his contract at about four, four point seven, five million. Oh. Um, so to see Justin Hall get a three year deal <laughs> and then you got a three point four million dollar cap hit on that. Yeah, um, I think it's different. It's it's going to be difficult to comprehend how the wings will justify paying nearly almost ten million dollars for the three of them this year. And, and how how to play all of the, all three of them on any given night. I think that the defense is going to be um, a question mark this year. I think it's gotten better than it was last year, but I'm still very skeptical on the defense and as far mm-hmm. as uh, the production that uh, that they're going to have. I think Gostaspear is going to probably get you the most points. I saw a lot of people that were that were saying that he's probably going to score somewhere around 11, 12 goals, um, 40 you know 40 assists, something like that. I mean that's crazy to think. I don't I don't see those numbers. I mean that's almost Norris trophy candidate numbers, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that he's going to be a guy that you're going to have to watch, but I think the defense is still a question mark. Uh, The goaltending is, that's another big question mark. Billy Huso. Um, I think that, yeah, you signed James Reimer, you got Alex Lyon. Uh, They're going to be competing for the backup spots. I think it's going to end up going to Reimer just because of the veteranness, but um, yeah, Huso, he's another big guy, six foot three. Um, You know, he had a, a decent season. Um, you know, uh, he, he struggled, though, towards the end. He, he came from a, a, a very well-protected St. Louis Blues team. I think he won 25 games, only lost seven, uh, had a great uh, uh, .91 state percentage with St. Louis uh, before he got uh, moved over to the Red Wings, and then he struggled last year. Had a great start, but then I feel like the last 20, 25 starts, just, you know, he just struggled. You know, he was giving up a lot of, a lot of gimme goals, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how he how he performs this year. Um, yeah. So, Let I mean, he is just 20. Uh, yeah. Are enforcers as important today as they were back in the day with Probert and McCarthy and that? No. No. Well, it's a different NHL. Um, you know, and Danny, I'd love to see his his uh, take on this one. I, I yeah. think because you have guys that aren't really playing – Remember back in the 90s when like Eisenman, Shanahan, all those guys, they they were still hitting their ceilings at 35, 36, some mm-hmm. 37 years old. You're not right. seeing that in today's NHL because it is less physical, less fighting, obviously. It is the new NHL. It's been that way for probably the last decade now. A lot less fighting. Um, but you still got to have those those protectors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the enforcer era, yeah, like Danny says, it is gone. Yeah. Um, but you do need you need to still have those guys, those big guys gritty on the wing or defenseman that can protect your, your high well, you power. Protect them, right. Right. You got it. You got them. guys out there that are scoring, you know, 40, 50, 60 goals. I mean, Bertuzzi was like our last one, right? Yeah. I mean, Bertuzzi was that guy. I mean, yeah. but again, uh, Dylan no, Larkin, he's, is, he's not putting up the production numbers like Steve Eisman did, but I mean, he is also, Eisman was never a fighter. And I mean, Larkin's not either. I think Larkin's had maybe one fight, one major fight. In this career. He's just fast. A lot of speed. He is very fast. And he's, and he's, and he's got that sniping ability and he can yeah. usually dodge guys and dodge big hits, but right. no, I mean, the, the enforcer era is gone, uh, but you still need to have that, that protection. And yeah. the guys don't have to be Soderblom's height, like six foot 10. Um, but, you know, you still have to have the right guys out there that are still be able to, to, to have production and, and to be able to 
to protect yeah. the, the goal scorers. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that still, but it's not necessary. It's not as necessary as, as it was back in the the nineties for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think goal, goal, goal tending's questionable yet. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. See how it plays out. Yeah, with, right. with goaltending and, and yeah, like I said, and uh, Danny, who's that? Uh, who's that goaltending prospect that we're still waiting to bring up? Uh, bring up. I think he's another year, maybe two years out, but he is like he's supposed to be like our future um, as far as goaltending is concerned. Oh. I think that's really why we have Huso. We got Reimer. They're just kind of the, playing the stand-in role until he uh, yeah, he gets brought up. But he's yeah. still quite young. Um, yeah. But yeah, goaltending I think is going to be solidified. Hopefully, when they bring that prospect up in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Danny's probably working on that. <laughs> I know he knows it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, Cosa. Yep. Sebastian yeah. Cosa. Yeah, yes. that's him. Yes. Yeah, he'll be so, up here. He'll be up here if, if not next season, bit, definitely yeah. the year after that. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So you're predicting they're going to make the playoffs then? I'm going to say that. Yeah, I think they're going to be a wild card team. They say um, healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the main component and consistency. That's been just like the Tigers. The consistency of the Red Wings for the last four or five years has been just up and down, up and down. They can go on, they can win four to five games, and then they have like a six-game skid. And yeah, I mean, ultimately last year and even two years ago when they lost the last five games of the season, and last year too, losing five straight, Mm. one can argue – um, that you know, had they not got written, had they not gotten rid of uh, Bertuzzi there at the trade deadline, they were kind of knocking on the doorstep of the wild cards. But I don't think that it would. They weren't going to be like a Florida Panthers team. We saw what Florida yeah. did. They made it in there. They scooted in in a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's going to be the case with the Red Wings. Uh, and I don't think it was going to be last year. I just don't think they had the depth, and they don't, they definitely didn't have the the goal scoring and the defense to back it up. But um, okay. no, I, I'm going to say a wild card team. I think they are going to make the playoffs this year. Well, I hope they make it interesting for sure. Yep. Well, let's move on to the Tigers. This is the 2023 Tiger team pitcher. Uh, <laughs> what, what are the Tigers lacking to become a really competitive and, and consistent team? Uh, pitching. Uh, yeah, pitching, they, starting pitching and uh, consistent hitting. That's yeah. that's probably the two biggest things. And I'll, and I'll definitely let cold, Steve. Isn't it? Hot and cold, hot and cold. Steve will oh. chime in on this one, and I'm thinking he'll probably agree with that. Oh, but uh, Three starting pitchers that are – major league quality yeah that's 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 kind of pushing it i would say maybe two um and then you got a guy like um tarek scubel coming off of uh you know his tommy john he's been kind of up and down up and down manning's Uh, done i think manning's done uh he's he's another guy that i think is a failed experiment we don't really know what we're going to get from casey mize i I don't think we're ever going to get to see the true potential that casey mize possesses i know um he's still not ready to come back um, so I don't know what the, what they're going to be planning to do with him long-term, but well, uh, the, that, the Carpenter, no. Torkelson and green uh, had a great year and they're the face of the franchise really now. Yeah, well, It's great to see what they've done this second Car- half, especially. Uh, yeah. Kerry Carpenter has been great. Yeah, um, that's what I, I, said. Carpenter, I love, yeah. I love his plate discipline. Um, he's a guy that he's not going to get you a lot of power. He's not going to get you a lot of home runs, but he's going to definitely get near average. I mean, I think he's plus, batting somewhere around 294, 293. Plus he's um, got a fantastic or, name, Derek. No, of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a name you, you really see that often these days. That's kind of a classic <laughs> name. So that is, that's kind of funny, but um, I've really, I'll be honest with you. I, I was a huge hater on this guy at the beginning of the season um, oh. and all the way up until the all-star break, but Torkelson, I think that, and Steve made a comment yesterday when we were talking about him is that 
he's really developed a hell of a, of a power hit. Uh, his yeah. home run stroke has been vastly improved since the all-star break. Yep. Um, he's already up to 28. He's got 81, 82 RBIs. He's batting right around that 230 range. But, you know, again, in this MLB, you can get away with batting 230, 240 if you can produce 30 to 40 home runs. I mean, I can take that. Um, but yeah, yeah Torkelson, if he can carry this in, if he can get better uh, plate discipline, better eye on the ball, uh, reduce the number of strikeouts and ground balls, I think he'll be, he'll he'll be even better next year. I think he can be a thirty-plus yeah. run hitter for years to come. Could, he is the future. Could, um, he be, could he be the one to fill Miggy's shoes when he's gone? Nah, no, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. Settle down. That's let's not news. drink that Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, um, I think that he'll, you know, and it's, it, isn't that crazy to think that the last time that the Tigers had a, a 30 home run hitter was Miguel Cabrera, I think back yep. in like 2000 and what, 14, 13, yep. 14, yep. we haven't had a 30 home run hitter. So I think he's going to do it. He's only two away from that. And we still got a hand, you know, quite a bit of games left to play. So I think right. we are going to see a 30 home run uh, season out of Torkelson. It's nice to see Shane green, uh, as long as he can stay consistent and healthy, He's magic in the outfield. I mean, the guy's got a hell of an arm. He can leap for these amazing catches. We've seen the highlight reels on him. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Steve said, Mize is going to be the big question mark. Will we see Tigers him next year? The Tigers will be better next year. Well, we I hope saying so. that every year. <laughs> well, I hope so. I mean, I, yeah, ideally, you, you like to think so. Now that you, you've established a core, a young group of players, and then, of course, you got Parker Meadows. Um, who's, who's, you know, he's tailed off a little bit now. He had a great start when they first brought, when they first brought him up here, but he has tailed off a little bit, but I think it's just a learning curve for him. He'll, I think he'll have a good, uh, good spring camp uh, next year and in, in spring training. And then I think he will make this ball club full-time next year. So to have those four core young guys in the lineup full-time next year is going to be key. The consistency, the, uh, the eye at the plate. And to improve uh, on some of those, some of those weaker numbers is going to be key for next year. But ideally, you would you would hope this team would be better next year. Um, a lot of people were riding Scott Harris after the trade deadline, not being able to unload Erod, um, not looking at the contract to, to to show those 15 teams or those 10, 12 teams that he didn't, you know, that were non-tradable teams, mm-hmm. and we screwed up. And it, he got ridiculed for that big time. So it doesn't look like we're going to be able to unload him. He's probably going to he's probably going to ask to be released out of his contract at the end of the season. Some are saying he might just come back. It was all like a big, Oh, gotcha moment. Uh, but I don't see Eduardo coming back next year. Uh, to be honest with you, I think he does want to compete for a ring. I think he wants to be on a contender, but um, yeah. he is, that's, it's unfortunate because that would be your, that's who you want to build your pitching staff around as Erod. So he's had a great year this year. He had a, you know, he had that hiccup with the injury back in the spring, but mm-hmm. um I think he's gonna. He's a guy if you can lock him up, and if he can st- still stick in that contract, he's a, he's a guy that you want to have for a couple more years to mold some of this younger talent. Right, at know. least, yeah. And uh, but, Green, it sounds like he's gone for the rest of the year now. They said so. Yeah, they shut him down. I mean, and, and this is that's the time to do it. I mean, if there's you know, nothing else to play for, he's kind of prone to injuries too. I don't know. I hope that well, he makes uh, his he makes these spectacular diving. I, I think I that's know, an, sure. another thing too is the wear and tear on his body. I mean, he's made at least a dozen leaping catches like that this year, and I think that's something that you got to talk to the guy about. It's like, well, they're great highlight reel catches, but how much wear and tear and how many you know years are you taking off of your career by doing that? One great you land catch one way. One great catch isn't going to help us all year. Yeah. He's injured, you know. I mean, when you're coming with that much momentum and you land on the ground, I mean, you're leaping up about three, four feet in the air. You come down with all that force. If you can't protect your body, I mean, your your ribs, your groin, your abdomen. Yeah, he's uh, all that stuff out. is unprotected. So a great player, though. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and definitely with, five to a player. With Meadows, he doesn't have to play center field. Exactly. Yep, yeah. you can shift him around as well. So Right, right, right. All right, well, we all agree that the Tigers should be better next year. <laughs> should be. That's the key word, should. I mean, hopefully they have a good offseason. Um, oh. We have some cap space to make some moves, some sign some players, and um, this is this is going to be make it or break it, I think, for Scott Harris. I mean, I know this is going to be his so. his second off season, and this is the off season to make the moves. If you want to make a leap forward, and the, the only reason I say that <laughs> you got to do it now mm-hmm. is because you have such a weak ass division. You have such a winnable division. I know. I know. We're, if you remember the last time I was on the show, you remember the because I think uh, one of your listeners is it Michael Bangle that was listening that right. thought that the Tigers were going to win this division at the end of the year, and I said they'd probably be about ten games out. And they're going to be about 15 games under 500. Well, they're nine and a half games out right now. And they're, I think, 12 games under 500, maybe 11. And the Twins are, and, and, and they're going to run away with this division. I mean, even with another 15 games left. So, in the, in the weakest division there is, yeah. you know, we play, we play the Yankees. They were what? At, they were 18 games in the cellar out of first place. But yeah. They had better, they had a better place much better record yeah, than yeah we could cream the white Sox. we can cream the royals we can i mean we honestly we handled the uh we handled the twins pretty well there too we, we i think we yeah. honestly were what what, what was our record like th- we were like 30 and eight or something against the al central i mean it was if we yeah. could play the al central all year round i mean yeah we'd be a playoff team no problem but the al east just had our number this year oh, and then yeah. now we're in uh interleague play and we can't even beat the reds i mean we we won obviously today that was great but uh they had a better record too yeah even though they're, you know, typically not- we play interleague teams pretty well, but I mean, now as we're getting down to the last 15 games or so of the season, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's this is where the team just kind of starts to go through the motions. But see what they um, do on the West Coast. Yeah, I had them win. I had them win in 60. I think I had them win in 65 or 66 games this year, and they're right around that win total. So they right might get to yet. 70. I mean, I guess at this point, 70 wins would be considered a a solid okay. season, <laughs> considering all things. But okay. yeah, go yeah. Tigers. They might catch Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, they might steal second. I think they got, what are they, about three games behind Cleveland for second? Less than that. Oh, Cleveland must have been – then they've lost a few games then since. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another team that's hot and cold too. Yeah. But they lost some people. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's talk NASCAR. I I don't know if there's a lot of NASCAR fans out there, but (laughs) Derek and I are. Uh, Chase being out of the race – not too surprising, right? He kind of brought it on himself. Yeah, we talked about that. I mean, I I, I kind of grew sour on Chase this year. Um, you know, I thought that uh, the whole preseason ski incident, uh, I really didn't think he deserved a shot at the playoffs. I knew they were going to grant him a waiver because they did it for Kyle Busch back in 2015. And yeah. But he went on to win the championship. He actually made the best of that. Yeah, went on a tear and won like five races and, in, 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 you know, but yeah. – yeah, Chase, I think, has just got to look ahead to next year. All great champions have those years where you miss the playoffs. Gordon did it. Um, you know, Jimmy Johnson towards the end of his career. You're going to bounce back, and yeah. uh, I think he'll be better off next year for 2024. But So I, I put guess the top 20 up here. Yeah. The cutoff line is 12, right, uh, after this week? Is it this week? Yeah, so it goes from the round of 16. After Bristol uh, Saturday, they go down to the round of 12. Um, right. So right now, looking at the standings, uh, you got Bubba Wallace out. You got um, Martin Truex Jr., who's the regular season champion. He's seven points out because he finished. He had a DNF last week, finished dead last, so he didn't get any points. And then um, Michael McDowell, Blaney's up there. That's good to see. Yeah, Blaney's having a good year. Um, 
Chastain, your buddy. Yeah, Chastain is he, he had a better he had a better race last week, so that was good to see him kind of pad the the points there. So right. I would say probably everybody from about seventh seventh through first is safe uh, going into Bristol. I think if you're probably yeah plus twenty five points or more, you should be pretty safe if you have a clean race. Just get yourself into a top ten finish. But I yeah. think that uh, you know if you're anywhere eighth on back, it's going to be sweating bullets time for you in those last ten laps. You got to make stuff happen. But Kozlowski, he's really come on strong too. Yeah, RFK racing. I mean, Wisher and Kozlowski, I think that they've I, – I like what Brad's done. I'm not a huge Brad Kozlowski fan, but I, I respect yeah. what he's done the last couple of years at RFK. And, and he's I from think Michigan. He's, yeah, Michigan guy as well. Um, yeah. I think that he's just – he's really molded that team into um, real contenders. And it was – for all the people that were Ford fans, that were Roush racing fans from back in the 90s to 2000s when Roush and Hendrick were kind of going head-to-head dominance – Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that back again uh, with Roush because they were kind of like the bottom feeders over the last four or five years, but now they've really, they've amped it up and they've actually got a great engine program with Yates engines and they've done, they've done everything that they can to make themselves into a title contender. And I think just based off of consistency, we saw Busher, he won three out of four races, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad's still looking for his first win as a Roush driver, but I think he'll, he might get a win here in the playoffs. Uh, He's knocking on the door for sure, but uh, Logano, I mean, I Logano, he's good at Bristol. We know that he won when we were there. Remember, Logano? Yeah, yeah, Logano. I think <laughs> he hasn't shown to me a lot of uh, a lot of consistency no. No. in the last ten races or so. Uh, I I'm actually surprised that he's still you know above the cut line. To be honest with you, he's been kind of wired back as like a a 14th, 15th place car every week in the last few ra- races and. Um, I, I don't think he's going to, if he, if he makes the round of 12, I, unless something drastic happens or he wins a race off a of strategy, I don't see him making it past the round of 12 into the round of eight. So Logano would be one of my first guys out for the next round. But, mm-hmm. um, I think Truex would be really the only guy that's on the outside looking in that will probably leapfrog into the, into the uh, top 12 after Bristol. He mm-hmm. does well there. Um, and of, of course, if you're in stage points, you can also increase your, your, uh, your chances of getting back into that top 12. So, um, I'll look for, for Truex to have a pretty good race, but, uh, yeah, we'll and, see what happens. Going back to the Tigers, John Murray says, if the Tigers are single digits under 500, they had a good year. Yeah, exactly. If they can get within nine games under 500. I guess that's what the, uh, that's the end goal, right? <laughs> right. right. All right. So who are you picking for uh the championship? Uh, looking good. I'll tell you. So my final four, uh, my final four, I think right now would be William Byron. Mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, and I'm going to go Brad Kozlowski. I think Brad Kozlowski is going to be uh, one to sneak in there. I think he's going to uh, trounce. I think he's going to trounce Busher, and I think he's going to get himself a win here in the next coming weeks. But uh, my champion overall has got to be William uh, Byron. I think that from a car, yeah. obviously from a Hendrick fan perspective, to see that 24 car win a championship mm-hmm. again would be awesome to see. That and he's good. been the most consistent. I mean, he's won what four races, five races this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, uh, he hasn't dominated yeah. in, in the first couple playoff races, but I think that uh, we're going to yeah, be coming up to some tracks here. We're yeah. coming up to some tracks here that he's he's going to be doing really really well at. So I'm I'm ready for that. Um, yeah, he's got five wins and Larson's got three. Yeah. Bush, Bush has got three. Yeah, Bush is yeah. Uh, Kyle's uh, had a good year. Uh, obviously, moving teams from Gibbs over to RCR, so that's great to see. Um, he's another one that's been kind of hot and cold these last few races. So I don't know. I don't have him making the final four. I think he's going to probably slip out of the round of eight, but, 
Um, he's had a good uh, rebound year from last year's struggles with uh, with Gibbs. So you think Truex uh, make the cut or no? Yeah, I think he will. I think he'll make up those seven points this week. I think it's going to be yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have to win the race per se to get in, but no. I think a, a top five finish will definitely move him up there because mm-hmm. you got to remember he's he's hovering around all those bottom feeders, those those fifteen right. to twenty place cars. He just needs to leapfrog a few by seven points. So I mean, it's, it should be that bad. Get right. some stage, points, he'll 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 leapfrog him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. And uh, you know what? Maybe the next time you're on, we get Dan on too with you. Yeah, it'd be nice to get uh, get the old gang back together. Get yeah. Danny on. Get Steve. Hell, get we can probably uh, hit up Chad and see if he want if he has some time to to jump on too. I was yeah, telling I'll my send, boss, I'll send all you guys the the link, and you can all sign in and have you yeah. on all at once. I was telling my boss earlier. I said, man, because. Uh, he said, because I said, I'd send you the link to tonight's show. He's like, well, where, when's my invite to come on? I'm like, damn, if I would have known you sooner, that would have been great. I could have had you on the uh, the D&D show back in the day. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he sports all day long. Yeah, whenever he wants to come on, we'll get you guys yeah. on. Let me know. For sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Definitely enjoy that. All right. Well, look, it was great having you on again. And uh, we'll get you back on probably when the season's half over or something like that, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully it'll be a playoff push show. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, if it's not the Lions, Red Wings, we should have some some pretty competitive teams in the fall and winter. So looking forward to that. Exactly. Mike, any comment? Oh, you're, you're done with NASCAR? So yeah. I, can pay, I, can, I can pay attention now? Yeah, you can wake up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, falling asleep there. Go ahead. What's your comments? No, I, I, I agree with the trends we're going. I think uh, mm-hmm. Michigan – has a good chance to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the the Tigers will be better next year. Maybe uh, even within a uh, couple of games of 500, and be in contention for the uh, the weak American League Central Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ideally, yep. Yeah. The Red Wings. I'm hopeful that they make the playoffs this year. I don't think they go very far in it, but right. their, their conference is pretty strong. And yeah. so they got a lot of competition. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot different than a week, than a week AL central being in that uh, Atlanta division. So I think, yeah. yeah, like that's why I said a wild card spot, seventh or eighth, ideally in the standings is where you're kind of shooting for. Um, yeah. you can, if you can make that first round interesting, depending on who you end up matching up with, um, you could get the luck of the draw. I mean, you could get a team that you match up well with kind of like what Florida did when they went on that run. Um, Mm-hmm. Magic seasons happen in the, in the NHL. There's more parity, I think, in the NHL than there is in, you know, football, the NBA, or the, uh, you know, even in baseball. So I'm um, looking forward to what the hockey season brings this year. Yeah, they could surprise all of us. You never know. For if, sure. If the Lions don't win the Central and make the playoffs, I'd be very disappointed. You and about a yeah. million fans or more. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that's going to be crazy down there Sunday. Oh, my. Oh, man, I hope they turn out. You say Seattle is loud. Seattle is going to come into that dome stadium in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, the loudest it was in Ford Field history was in 2011, Monday night against the Bears, where they had to call five <laughs> timeouts because they couldn't make a play because the, the crowd was so loud. And then I just sent Dad that video from 97 oh, in no. December. Oh, my God. The Silver Dome, where literally the Lions got penalized because, yes. they could, honestly, they couldn't hear anything. I remember that. Yeah. You won't see that again this year. You can't. You cannot do that. Eighty people, eighty thousand there. I mean, it was yeah. crazy. 
crazy. Yep, eight thousand plus. Yeah. All right. Well, so, look. Have a good night, and uh, thanks for um, joining us tonight. We'll see you again soon. Yep, sounds good. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. Safe travels up north. See you guys. All right. Say hi to your uh, boss for us. <laughs> Will do. I right, take care. Night, Bye. guys. All right. Moving on. Uh, the next city council meeting is going to be Monday, September 25th, 7 p.m. in the council chambers, located 6000 Middle Belt Road. These are meetings are a good way for you to get involved and uh, voice any concerns that you might have. Bought a lot of vehicles Monday night. Yeah, they spent a lot of money, didn't they? Yep. <laughs> About 300000 or more, I guess. But, hey, they need them. Mm -hmm. And they are all budgeted for, so. Right? All right. Let's get uh, Mike in here now for community announcements, and uh, then we're going to close out the show. Ready, Mike? I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. Nope. 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 Cue up the music. <laughs> That's it. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. That'll be the day when you make me cry. You say you're going to leave. Mike. You know it's a lie. be the day when I die. All right. All right. Got a few new ones, a few old ones. Okay. Garden City Public Library. We offer one-on-one -on -one tech help. Mm -hmm. We make appointment schedules on Tuesday from 1 to 2, Thursdays from 6 to 7, and Saturdays from 3 to 4. And you call 7347 Yep. 1830. Yep. Okay, Sharon Coffee, the, the notary babe, offers all types of notary services. You'd like to be your preferred notary. Uh, you can get mobile notary services. You can get virtual notarizations, uh, apostille agent services. I don't know what that is. One I-9 employment verification, loan si signing agent. Mm. Yeah, that's all Greek to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you have a notary babe to, to handle all this stuff. <laughs> and you, you contact her at 734 Four six nine eight eight two one. Right. Oh, I've got a. Uh, we are hiring the police officers. Mm -hmm. We're also hiring. I see in the uh, marketplace fire and firemen too. Yep, I got that. Yep. Yeah. Hiring police officers starting pay fifty four thousand and top pay eighty three thousand. Lateral pay available for experienced officers. <coughs> right now, yeah. Call 734-793-1746. The carpet, the carpet cleaner. cleaner. Uh, Dennis at 734-299-6496. He does tiling, grout, upholstery, auto, floods, and carpeting. Yep. Find him on Facebook as well. Yep. Here's the fire department. Right. They're hiring as well. Firefighters top out at 89000 total yeah. compensation, an additional 50% daily premium for mm -hmm. paramedic each rescue, and lateral pay for fully qualified new hires, probationary employees get two personal days over 90 days, 
and immediate coverage for health, dental, and vision at no cost to the employee. Mm. Annual bonuses, many other benefits. They're accepting applications from uh, people with just a paramedic thing or a firefighter one or fire one two. Mm -hmm. And they'll pay for your training. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good deal. I think we got like three openings that we could fill in that department if we can get the, get some, the right people. Yeah, I think you can go to the city website and uh, apply or go on their Facebook page. They'll have this there and they got a little QR code you can scan as well. Yeah. Wayne County Veteran Services. We've had this all along every Tuesday and Thursday from mm -hmm. 8.30 to 4.30 at the Radcliffe Center. Please call Wayne County to make an appointment, 313-506-0302 in the American Legion Department of Veteran Affairs uh, every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. You don't have to go all the way downtown. They can handle all your veteran concerns right here in Garden City at the Maplewood Center. Yeah, I have the name of a person from the American Legion that's going to be coming on the show as well. I just got to set up a date. Okay. And talk to them. Open Computer Lab. They got a great computer lab at, oh. at Radcliffe Center. All new computers. Beautiful. It's being underused at, at this time. So uh, mm -hmm. Mondays from 9 to 2 and Fridays from 2 to 7. The computer lab is open for anybody to come in and, and yep. use. At Radcliffe. St. Thomas. Oh, yeah. The, this, this is their big... Their big yeah. annual uh, festival. Yeah, big blowout. Motor City, Soul, Cosmic Groove, Fast Eddie Band. <laughs> oh boy, I know I can't read a lot of that stuff, but I know they got a lot of tents and a lot of activity. Yeah, the the Keep dates going on over there. I can read the dates. Uh, Friday, September fifteenth, from five yeah. to eleven. Saturday, September sixteenth, from noon to eleven. And Sunday, September 17th from noon to 7. Yeah, they got all kinds of kids games. Bingo, outdoor fun. Spaghetti dinner on Friday. Port, breaded Chops pork on pie. Saturday. And uh, Polish holy sausage on Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing. It's huge over there. Yep. Uh, Westland Historical Society fundraiser trolley tour. 857 North Wayne Road on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12.30 for mm -hmm. 35 bucks. Yep. For more information, call 734-793-9457. Okay. Scarecrow. Downtown Wayne Scarecrow Fest. Hmm. Live music, face painting, selfie station, vendors and crafters. Crafts and games, food trucks, a petting farm, cider and donuts. Wow. Uh, what is that? Henna tattoos? Yeah. Scarecrows. This is on Saturday, September 16th from 11 to 6. Oh, at Gowdy Park. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's a nice venue over there. Wow. A lot of stuff going on the 16th. Yeah, including this. Yeah. The Last Lucky Squirrel. Mm-hmm is outdoor flea market craft and vendor event <coughs> excuse me 150 plus vendors arts crafts antiques and more from 10 a.m to 3 p.m 
Qantas is going to have baked goods available for donations. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's the northeast corner of Florida Middlebelt. Yep. Westland Craft Beer and Wine Festival. Wow. Saturday from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Over 150 craft beers and wines, live music, food trucks, cornhole. Sounds wow. Good. Kid to Kid Sale. This is at Radcliffe, I believe. Saturday from 9 to 1. Free to shop, $10 a table. Yeah. My gosh, people are going to be busy Saturday. <laughs> yeah, me too, but I'm going to be in Ann Arbor Saturday, yeah. Saturday night for that night game. And we're going to be up north. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like night games. Yeah. We don't get home until like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, it's going to be chilly too probably at night. Well, I, I, I don't think it'll be too bad according to Tom and what have no. you. You know, maybe a, just a sweatshirt or something is going to yeah. be good. Yeah. Okay, Indie Art and Craft Jam. Uh, this is on September 17th mm. from 12 to 5 at Central, 5805 Central in Garden City, Michigan. Yeah, Helium and uh, Creative Soul putting that on. This is their second one, I think, of the year. Okay. Have a classic or muscle car, show it off at the Cops Coffee and Chrome Car Show. Hmm. In Dearborn Heights, uh, what's about Dearborn Heights Police? I don't know. Yeah. Sunday the 17th. From 9 to 12. Yeah. Okay. The address, let's see, 25637 Michigan Avenue, 9 a.m. to 12. Cool. Garden City Senior Center presents Trivia Wednesdays. Hosted by Digital Mix Entertainment at the Radcliffe Center, uh, September 27th, also repeating on November 22nd and January 24th at 1 p.m. It's $10 per person. Hmm. Yeah, it's always a good time, they say. Yeah. Night shift hiring blints. Uh, Garden City Hospital. Yep. Bring your resume. Walk-ins are welcome. This is on Thursday, September 28th from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Same-day offers. Bonuses up to $10,000. Mm. Hospitals need nurses. Oh, I know it. I know. They're really hurting all over. They're, yeah, they're all trying to hire more nurses, and the nurses are that are there complaining that they have too many patients. Right, right. All over work. The biggest need is more nurses so they can lower those patient numbers. Exactly. Kids superhero dance. Wear your favorite superhero costume. It's going to be on Friday, September 29th at the Radcliffe Center, 630 to 8, first through fourth grades. Parents are welcome and free. It's $8 a kid and $5 for an additional kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Butler Did It by Tim Kelly at the Inspire Theater. They have shows on Fridays and Saturdays, September 29 and 30, October 6 and 7, October 13 and 14th at 7.30 p.m. And Saturdays and Sundays, October 1st, 7th, 8th, 14th, and 15th at 
2 o'clock p.m. Tickets are $20, and you go to inspireleap.com, I think, to get your tickets. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of shows. Wow. Yep. Garden City Public Library presents a cooking club with Emily Shorts. You make herb butter uh, Saturday, September 30th from 1 to 2.30. For more information, call 734-793-1830. Yeah, that sounds good, that herb butter. Mm. <coughs> Still got a cough, huh? Yeah, I got a cough. My eye irritation is, is better. I'm getting medicine for both. Mm. And, and it's definitely allergies, getting maybe allergies. No, I don't think so. I'm, I've never had allergy problems before, but hmm. I'm getting better. So, okay, good. Uh, Garden City Parks and Recreation presents Exploring Art for ages <clears throat> three through five, Tuesday morning, starting October 3rd, a nine week class at the Radcliffe Center. Uh, 721 793 1830. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Garden City Senior. A senior formal. Oh. Senior formal dinner dance. Oh boy, that lets me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on the dinner part, not so good on the dance part. <laughs> and I don't like dressing up. This is formal. <laughs> <laughs> my formal is i don't wear a sports t-shirt mm -hmm. <laughs> right it's friday october 6th uh from five o'clock to seven o'clock doors open at 4 30 and most of the rest of that i can't read yeah dinner and dancing photo opportunities purchase tickets at radcliffe center neighborhood watch next program is Meeting is October 10th at the Garden City Police Department at 7 p.m. Yeah, they actually canceled um, September's meeting. The 12th, I think it was. Okay. Was Family bingo night. Join us for a fun night of bingo and prizes for the whole family. Friday night, 6.30 to 8 at the Radcliffe Center, all ages. $5 a person, children under five are free. Uh, the first one is October 13th, and they also have them on November 3rd, December 1st, January 5th, and February 2nd. Wow, right into the new year. It's cool. Yep. Um, Senior Center presents Senior Lunch and Fun. Mm. Uh, October 13th, the menu will be hot dogs, hamburgers, baked beans, cider, and donuts. And on November 3rd, they will have a Thanksgiving-style lunch. Tickets are $10. Enjoy catered lunch and fun activities. Purchase your tickets at the Radcliffe Center or online at gardencitymi.org slash parks. All right. Sherry Lynn Bauer says, thank you for everything you guys do. Have a great night. Good night, Garden City. Thanks, Sherry. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We stepped her up past her bedtime. <laughs> yeah, this was a long one tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, Derek always has some good insight on our, yeah, our yeah. sport teams, except for I noticed you you exclude the Pistons and all those yeah. exclusions. Yeah, 
we're not real big Pistons fans, but when they start winning, maybe we will be. Yeah, they got a young team. They should. Yeah, they got some promise. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if they make the playoffs this year, but they, they should be better. Right. Okay, we got a craft and vendor show. At the beer, what is that Berwin? Berwin. Berwin Senior Recreation Center and two six one six five Richardson at Dearborn Heights table rentals. You can get twenty five dollars per table. For, call three one three seven nine one three five five zero. Garden City Fire Department has their open house. Be a little bit different this year, but we'll get to see some of the progress made on the renovations. Yeah. Well, it's October 14th uh, from 12 to 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going gonna... to take place on the City Hall lot. Uh, yeah. Lawn. yeah, front lawn, yep. Putting for Poet, charity mm-hmm. golf fundraiser. It's get re- been rescheduled to October 14th. Shotgun starts at 10 a.m. Uh, Inkster Valley Golf Course. Okay, Inkster Valley Golf Course. I I was looking to where that was located. Yeah. This is actually um, Lori's uh, um, organization, Poet. Lori's okay. sports venue. So she does great work. Yeah, she's a good community person. Really Save is. the date, chili cook-off. <clears throat> Qantas is going to have an entry Saturday, October 14th from 12 to 5. Hot chili, cold beer, live music, hot rods, motorcycles, vendors, and more. I wonder how many entries they got so far. I don't know. I'm not in on that. Yeah. Planning on that. Holiday Festival, October 14th, 10 a, or 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Where is this at? Jefferson Barnes Community Center. Okay. Westland. They're going to have pumpkin painting, pony rides, live music, cider and donuts, trick-or-treats, and more. Free family fun. Mm-hmm. Parks and Recreation is a five-year master plan. Community forum. So you can put your input on what you think the community needs and in terms of their parks and recreation. It's mm-hmm. going to be on Tuesday, October 17th from 6 to 8. It's open to the public at the Radcliffe Center. A food drive, October 21st at the Garden City High School parking lot from 11 to 3 on Saturday, October 21st. Mm-hmm. We accept donations of unprepared, unprepared, is that? Unexpired. Unexpired. Yeah, Okay. Personal hygiene items and cash donations to the home pantry. Program instructors are needed. Potential classes. Oh God, there's a whole bunch of those. Yeah. And I can't barely I can't read those, I don't think. Yeah. They people can read them or get it off the Facebook. Yeah. I need $25 an hour for those positions. Yeah, they're trying to make Radcliffe is Widely used as possible. Right, right. And I just have uh, two here. Okay. Um, City Hall is going to close early tomorrow, Friday, September 15th at noon. They because? Are, uh, they are doing a uh, citywide 
uh, departmental meetings, I guess. Okay. And then uh, State Representative Dylan Wagala is having a uh, My Care Town Hall meeting at Radcliffe. They're going to discuss universal health care for Michigan. Uh, Monday, September 18th, 530 to 7. That's 1751 Radcliffe and Garden City. This event is open to the public. And that's all I got. Okay, library has a bunch of programs. I'm not going to read them all, but they're on Monday through Thursdays from 10 to 8, and Fridays and Saturdays from 12 to 5. Okay. They got kids programs, and I got adult programs. <laughs> Let's see what else I got in the marketplace that, you, that we haven't already covered. Oh, the Garden Club, of course, has their next meeting on September 19th. Yeah, don't forget the marketplace is out now, the September issue right yep. here. Make sure you get your copy. Garden so, City uh, September 9th. Teenth at 7 p.m. at the Straight Farmhouse. Um, Straight Farmhouse has a witch's tea on October 7th at 6.30 p.m. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff coming up. Okay. Do I have anything else? Um, Sandland Parade, red, white, and jingle bells. Mm-hmm. November 25th. We'll have a or Gwanis will have a float in that. Mm -hmm. Talked about the trolley tour. Talked about uh, Inspire Theater and I think that's it. Okay. A lot of stuff coming up. What's that? A lot of stuff coming up this time of year. <coughs> it sure is. Yeah. All right. You know, we're always looking for guests to come on the show if you're interested or you know someone might be interested. We'd love to hear from them. Uh, it's very easy. Just email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. It doesn't matter what community you live in. We want to hear from you. We are doing the shows remotely for now, and uh, you can do them from your home or office. Come on the show and share your information with us and the surrounding communities. Contact us today, and we look forward to hearing from you. And with that said, Mike, I think we're ready to call this a podcast. Podcast, podcast. podcast, podcast. <laughs> we want to thank our guest, Derek, uh, from D&D Sports Chat. Uh, always a good conversation with him. If you mm -hmm. like sports, you're going to like tonight's show. So uh, let's see. Also, big thanks to my fantastic co-hosts, meteorologist Dr. Tom Iwinski and Mike Jones. Great job, as always. Mike, any final thoughts? No, I just, uh, with my cough and stuff, I've got to continue to urge people to get vaccinated. Right. I guess the new vaccines are out for for COVID. Yep, COVID and the flu shot. They say get it by the end of this month would be great. Take you right through the season. All right. A uh, huge thank you to each and every one of you for sharing part of your time with us tonight. We really appreciate the support over the 13-plus years. Don't forget this show will be available right after we sign off tonight on Facebook. So we hope that uh, you'll catch it later at your convenience, especially if you tuned in late tonight by going to facebook.com slash gcchat. Feel free to share it with your friends as well. You can also catch it on our YouTube channel. Just search for Garden City Community Chat. You'll find not only this show, but all of our past shows as well. Click on the Live Tab button, and uh, please subscribe to our channel by clicking on the Subscribe button. We would appreciate that too. And as always, at the end of our shows, uh, Mike and I always want to thank all the healthcare workers First responders, police and fire, everyone on the front lines. 
who serve and protect us every day. We can't thank you enough. Be safe, and we want you to know that you and your families are in our thoughts and prayers every day. And when you see any of these heroes, please let them know how much you appreciate them. Also, keep the Gibbons family and yes. in, in your thoughts. And uh, also our good friend Don Nicholson and his son Edward. Prayers for Owen and Edward. Remember, the success of a community depends on the community. So please support your local businesses. And please don't hesitate. Vaccinate. Get that booster. It's available now, like Mike said. You also want to get your flu shot. Protect yourself and others. And, Mike, if you see something. Say something. Right. Look out for one another out there. For all your weather information, be sure to head on over to DopperTimesWeather.com. It's got a great user-friendly website over there. Um, we uh, So we hope that you enjoyed the show. Uh, thanks for listening. If you would like to contact any of us here at the chat for any reason, uh, email us once again at gccommunitychat at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing, what you'd like to see more of. We will see you next week, September 21st, right here live on Facebook and YouTube. So until then, thanks for watching and all of the great comments. Have a great rest of your week and good night. Also, I just want to mention, Mrs. Chat just popped in there. She just got home, had a long day. So uh, you come in at the end of the show, dear. But hey, thanks for thanks for tuning in. All right, everybody. You guys uh, take care. Mike, you get well, feel better. I'm and making progress. Good, good. And we'll see you all next week. Good okay. night. Night. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.